time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you. The Pain Clinic Pro Wrestling Talk Show. Can you feel the pain? Wrestling fans, welcome to the Pain Clinic for November 25th. Holidays today, uh, Parfait Day. Small Business Saturday, of course, if you know yesterday, Black Friday, today, Small Business Saturday. You definitely want to go out and uh, spend your money with small businesses. I want to let you know the Pain Clinic's brought to you, speaking of, uh, by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, Palmer's Food Service, and Don't Delight Empire Culver. Hey, interested in roller derby? Want to be a skater, officiate, Rock City Roller Derby needs you. Contact recruitment at rockderbyrecruitment at gmail.com and join Rock City Roller Derby. If you're the men's team, it's Flower City Fear, F-L-O-U-R, flowercityfear.com. Uh, we we'll always can use anything. Welcome to the show. I'm your humble host, the Cashman. I'm joined by the artiste, Rob Sanderson. Rob, how you doing today? Still connecting, possibly? I am here. If you can, yeah, my... Uh... Headphones are about 500% audio right now. Oh, my. Um, so that's waking me up. Um, let's see if we can get this fully working. Hello. Welcome to uh, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we missed you last week, brother. Uh, but I, I know you I had. I remember last week. Oh, ESW. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's been a stretch. <laughs> um, that was a fun show. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Now this is apparently the last show in just in November before December. Um, time's flying. Yeah, I was guessing. Are they? Do they? ESW have any more shows the rest of this year? No. Uh, the next one will be Friday, January nineteenth. Um, which I want to say that's Wild Card Weekend. It's a. It's another one of the January shows that's on Friday on purpose because the Bills would not be playing on Friday. Though, um, you know, at this point, hopefully they're playing that weekend. Yeah, you never know. In some capacity, but <laughs> yeah, you never... need to win tomorrow, which would be really nice for many reasons. Because, man, I hate that opponent. I I know. I figure, figure. You know, you're not a big Eagles fan, so I'm guessing. No, no, no. Uh, that's one way. That's a very nice way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, but yeah, we'll see. But you know, I mean, they got a nice win this past week, and who knows? Maybe they will be. But uh, January. So so it's yeah. That, that, so that was the last show of the year they had uh, last a week ago Friday and. Uh, and uh, so we get you today. We'll talk about it a little bit more as we go in because I, I want to thank them for thanking us because they did put a nice post thanking everybody that uh, that helped, uh, you know, assisted in things this year. And, I mean, even if we just mention them, I'm guessing that's assisting them. So I appreciate that, though. Um, but, yeah, they uh, – yeah they and they have big shows every time they have a show as well. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I was really – I mean, last week was uh, one of those Friday shows that – 
I I didn't know like honestly like the attendance has been so good for every show but then this one you're like oh it's a Friday and it's a week before the holidays and the weather was absolutely terrible um, and the place was just packed I mean that that fan base continues to grow um, it's just it's really fun every time there we had a a great crowd tuning in for the live stream as well um, with finally if you know at least if you're a fan uh, or following storylines, whatever, finally Kevin Bennett dropping the heavyweight title in a steel cage match main event. But there was just, there was so much, uh, so much going on on that. So um, I don't know. This is kind of like that little bit of a bummer, like winter break where things slow down a little bit, a lot on the Indies because people are, nervous about booking shows and blizzards and Christmas time stuff. People got to figure out how they're going to spend their money. They want to buy presents or go to a show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of that, but uh, January will be fun. A lot of preparation already going into that and stuff and got some other shows coming up uh, before then and stuff too. So cool. I was going to say, we've got a lot to talk about today. I want to talk, I want to go through full full gear a bit. Uh, uh, Some survivor series of course is tonight. Uh, and, uh, um, might as well jump right into, we'll start talking about them, but I do want to go through full gear because, uh, some of the interesting aspects of that show, but, uh, survivor series is tonight. Uh, and if you watched SmackDown on FS1 last night, you may have heard chance for our friend, Phil, uh, or not our friend, a guy we know named Phil who wrestles and, uh, um, I don't, I don't claim to know him anymore. <laughs> I don't want to, he, uh, sure, well, yeah. I just wonder, I mean, you know, that people still believe there's a chance that this guy's going to show up. And it's like WWE has shown no inclination to bringing him, you know, um, for this show. No, they've shown every hint that he's not going to be there. They have they have gone on record saying that they don't want people buying tickets thinking he's going to be there. They reveal Randy Orton is in the match on Monday night, so people can stop speculating that it would be CM Punk. Uh, but this this stuff won't won't go away. Luckily, didn't hear chance uh, of his name at all with uh, Wednesday's AEW show in Chicago. Yeah, um, I know. Isn't it weird? They're all in Chicago this week. You know, the I mean, Wednesday and then Friday and now tonight. You know. Uh, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, it, it is. I will say, you know, it's. Inter- I don't know if I'd be saying it was too much if I still lived there. I probably still would be, but it's yeah, it's too much. Let me ask you, hot dog. You don't put ketchup on it. You put mustard on it. If you're from Chicago, I put ketchup on it, and I don't care. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that there are a lot of weird things out there, and in the different places I've lived, that you know, you're not allowed to get certain types of toppings or cheese on your cheesesteak in philly you're not allowed to put ketchup on your hot dog in chicago uh i don't really remember anything from texas like that but you're, well, you're not allowed to do a lot of things in texas but yeah. it's not really food related sure. um but yeah uh no i i put ketchup on my hot dog i put ketchup on every hot dog i eat and i will continue to do so um it's the most bogus stupid rule out there these same people will put ketchup on their hamburger they will put mustard which has a similar consistency but no the chicago dogs are stupid and and a lot of people probably don't know what a chicago dog truly is but look it up it's a it's a stupid disgusting salad on top of a hot dog maybe you can find mayonnaise they put mayo on it 
No, no. it's like someone. Uh, some people put mayo. Freaking pickle slice, a big slice of tomato, celery salt, all sorts of disgusting toppings. Relishment. I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, not for me at all. Um, so I mean, the Vienna beef dogs are good. They're nosewagels. I'm not getting paid to say that. Sure. And well, was, their we grew up here. buns yeah. are good too. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it's. I don't need a. Get, I don't need a pickle with anything. First of all, the most disgusting thing out there in the world are pickles, um, and I will stand my ground on that. They are ruined cucumbers. Cucumbers are fantastic. Pickles are disgusting. Um, I like them by but, themselves, but not jammed into a hamburger. Okay, that you know, but you can't even see the hot dog anymore. Yeah. Which I'm sure there's tons of jokes there, but like it's just not like that's not what I want when I'm at like a baseball game. Like, oh, let's try to balance like a big old tomato. No, and you got a tomato slice on there, but you can't have ketchup on there. No, I I'm gonna have a hot dog with ketchup today. I'm I'm well, that might be lunch today. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, the Cody Rhodes worked a uh, an AAW show uh, when I was living out there. A Thursday night show on a uh, Labor Day weekend, um, which we used to be a big thing before AEW's schedule kind of changed all that um, week. But uh, I remember Cody specifically coming out and talking to the sold out crowd about. How he puts ketchup on a hot dog, and I was like the only person that agreed with him in the building. Um, and I bet a lot of these people went home and secretly, quietly put ketchup on their hot dogs. I don't believe all of them. <laughs> well, but, like it, it's okay to put ketchup on a hamburger, but not on a hot dog. Yeah, I, that's what's the difference. When I grew up, that's what it was: ketchup on a hot dog. That's all. That was oh, the you know. Yeah. You know. Hey, that, oh, I have fries on the side. I'll have ketchup with those, but not. Let's get out of here. No. Like yeah. this gatekeeping of condiments. <laughs> Also, a hot dog's not a sandwich, no. but no, oh, yeah, we okay. don't even, yeah, it isn't right. even. It's not two slices of bread; it's a bun. So there, that uh, defaults that that takes that away. But and at least, yeah. but uh, yeah, a- I do like mustard. Don't get me wrong; a little mustard isn't bad either. You know, once in a while, I'll just do a mustard only hot dog. But uh, ketchup, I hate the- mustard, but I respect it for everybody else that wants to eat it. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, so that there, there, you, there you go. It's uh, how we feel about the. Uh, like, and am I, I not supposed to put ketchup on my cheeseburger garbage plate? Like, uh, I know uh, mustard, onion, hot sauce is like the main thing. I thought like, it comes on it automatically. Don't they just dump it on it? You know that, and you know. Normally, it's mustard, onion, hot sauce. I get ketchup, hot sauce, but like, oh, ketchup's ketchup's for children. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, we're probably irritating anyone listening wants who wants us to talk about CM Punk. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I'm. This stuff is more interesting to me than that guy who should. Well, at I, some point, it's just there should be a ban on talking about him yeah. or chanting his name or selling merchandise with his name. Like, I just oh, like he's <laughs> gone. I want him to be gone. I don't want to like. I don't know. I don't know if the people chanted his name last night. Uh, you know, I didn't see SmackDown last night, but I just well, the the, the funny at some thing point I, people got to give up on it. I feel like yeah. a lot of people have. The funny thing is they they the announcers kind of addressed it a little bit, but they uh, they kind of like took shots at the smart fans out there by doing by by bringing it up and not acknowledging they hear the chants and then you know kind of like ripping on the smart fans there. But I will say one thing. You know, it's great. You know, it seems like they, you know, like you said, they announced Randy Orton on Monday to kill this, but Randy Orton wasn't there. 
Yeah, and that's a lot. And there are a lot of people saying, well, Randy Orton wasn't there. Does that mean we're automatically going to get him on Saturday? I don't know. I mean, they said they're not going to bait and switch that. Uh, boy, no, that would I, be terrible, wouldn't it? Or, you know, he maybe Randy Orton gets taken out backstage before he can come out. You know, I'm just saying there's a lot of people that, you know, are saying it's not going to happen, but they're saying they're also leaving that that little chance of hope that, you know, unless it's a well-kept secret among three people in that company, what's going to happen that, you know, which, you know, would be almost impossible because it's hard with it. It's such a big machine like the WWE. If you're going to have punk, you're not, first of all, you're going to announce him in advance because one, it will help, even though I don't know if it's sold out or not, but it definitely helps if you, if they want to come see him, you know, I think, uh, well, I don't know if it's sold out now because they, they, I know they switched the stage so that there can be seating behind it um, to maximize the space because all state arena is not very big. Um, no, they showed it last last night when they uh, is it's the same place they were last night, right? Because I know yeah. that they yeah, I didn't yeah. see the setup. Yeah, yeah, they they opened. It's a different SmackDown set. They had a different set this time, but apparently they opened it a lot up. So there's a lot of seats, and also they had to put a second cage up because they had one cage sitting over the ring the whole time, and uh, they, they had to put a second one up. Uh, but you know, they will open up a lot of seating, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I, I, no, you know. I, I mean, and I, it's been nice to see, like, there's been online polls and stuff where uh, people have been asked, like, do you want to see this guy come back? And seeing those same polls after brawl out, uh, a lot of people still wanted to see him and stuff. And at this point, a lot of people have changed their mind. So uh, welcome to, Welcome to the good side. Uh, those people that change their votes. Um, I just don't, I don't think he offers anything positive. Uh, and it's just, it's exhausting. Like I had to deal with seven years of those chants. Yeah. And then he comes back and then he's gone and then he comes back and then he's gone. He's injured. He's injured. Like, and then now like this speculation and stuff and like literally WWE is doing everything to be, like they they're, they're not going to say his name but like they've they've tried to make it like guys stop like speculating about this like we're trying to give you a good show you're going to get Randy Orton a lot of people are excited about that yeah yeah like it, you can't walk into all state arena tonight like setting yourself up for disappointment thinking like oh i'm not going to enjoy myself or buying this ticket wasn't worth it or watching this ple wasn't worth it because i didn't get to see this guy that was never that good in the ring in the first place. <clears throat> well, you know, it's interesting that, uh, uh, you know, there still will be chance going on there. And, you know, I always feel that WWE was, you know, it's they, so disrespectful if anybody's doing that tonight, I'm yeah. just saying that right now. Like there are so many other people on the roster that deserve to be able to like, try to earn some attention from the crowd that like, if, if those chants are still going to go on and on and on, like, it's just enough is enough at some point. Like, or if like if there's somebody there tonight that like fine like you chant it like once and then you move on but if there's somebody that's just gonna like hold up a sign in in front of like everybody's faces all night long with his name on it until they take the sign away and chanting his name all night long and stuff it's just at some point people got to move on from this guy yeah yeah and I you know and the thing the funny thing is is WWE had seven years where they could have brought him back at any time and they never did. So it just well, and also keep in mind with that too, uh, that guy didn't have interest in returning there all that time. He chose to leave, uh, you know, which I don't. Uh, that's not something I dispute with, like whatever. Like I, I feel like he had a you know some legitimate 
gripes and stuff and, and reasons to leave, but um, he didn't want to go back there. He talked very negatively about a lot of things there. He got involved in lawsuits and stuff, you know, calling out the doctors and all of that kind of stuff. Like it was at a point where it's like, he's never coming back because like this has gotten so ugly. It's a toxic relationship. Now, of course, yeah. Yeah. the reports are that he's telling his friends and stuff that he'd be open to going back there. Oh, interesting, because you burned your bridges multiple times elsewhere, and now it's your only option left. Hmm. You know, I think okay. I think when he was doing maybe when he was doing that FS1 show, I think that he wanted to come back. That I think that probably lit the fire because that was after he, the UFC, is after the UFC experiment had already happened in his career. And yeah, I'm guessing he still trains a little bit in the UFC, but he never got that third fight he had the contract for because he is, he was terrible in the two that he was there for. So and they have no interest in bringing him back. No, they and absolutely none. Yeah. And that's the same company now yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So there's plenty of people in Endeavor or whatever that don't want him under their umbrella. TKO, isn't it? Or, uh, or yeah. Yeah, T yeah. TKO. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, no, you're right. They changed their name when they bought him. So yeah, yeah. they, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he still technically has a con a one fight contract with them. I'm guessing a lot of times the way the UFC structures those things, they can they can make it show up eight years later if they want, you know, if the if the fighter's interested. But uh, yeah, he 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 had a little experiment, didn't work, and then I think that's when he maybe you know pined to come back a little bit, and then he went on that FS1 show and talked about WWE storylines for a few weeks while he was there, um, and. Of, you know, it was kind of a big fail, but I loved it. Don't I love when I love the inside stuff. You bring a guy back who's not welcome. I, you know, why not? That was fun listening to him talk about stuff. But you know, he's still not welcome. That show it it that show in general was good. They had I didn't need him on there, but they had a good cast of people who who are all now in who, AEW. Yeah, um, <laughs> every single one of them. You know. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just. People, I don't know. the more I hear, like every time MJF is like, I was in the best dog collar match of all time. No, you weren't. I'm sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad match, but that's not at all the best dog collar match of all time. And on, I, what did Punk do that was that good in AEW? He, it won, was, like, he won the like title he twice. Back, he got that <laughs> huge reaction in the beginning. Everybody was interested to hear what he had to say in the beginning. He injures himself jumping, like stage diving into the crowd. Like, comes back, injures himself again, never defends the title either time he wins it and stuff. But, like, the matches weren't that great. Like, people need to people need to start appreciating other people out there. I'm sorry. I just don't. I don't get it. Like, I've never gotten it with him. Obviously, again, it's been 20 years now that I've disliked the guy. Uh, and, obviously, like, there's other reasons for that. It's not just in-ring and stuff. But, like, I just, I don't know. I, I hopefully... Hopefully he does not show up tonight, uh, and then people can understand, okay, we just got through not only a SmackDown, but Survivor Series in Chicago. Like, if he wasn't showing up here, he's not showing up at all. And move on. Yeah, that's that. This will this will be the defense. Almost 2024. Remember when he got when the when he got fired, the the maybe people were targeting Survivor Series immediately after he got yeah. fired. Um, well, and, and to be honest, like if there were like it would not make sense for 
in in most situations, it would not make sense to bring him back if you're not bringing him back last night or tonight. In terms of the pop, in terms of everything like that, there are some people that certainly will argue that in this day and age, there are benefits to not doing a surprise return on a pay-per-view or a premium live event because all these people really care about are television ratings. And a lot of things get announced ahead of time and or heavily teased to the point where people buy tickets because they know what's going to happen without it being said and stuff. I don't like that. I like the big surprises. I think that was a big reason why when wrestling was its most popular, it was that unpredictable aspect of like who's going to show up and what's going to happen as opposed to now where it's like here are the six matches you're going to watch tonight and almost the order of them and every single thing that's going to happen, you know, ahead of time, this guy's going to speak about this guy's going to speak. And Tony Khan's going to have an announcement about a pre-sale for tickets for a show next year on a continent you don't live on and stuff. Um, you know, all, all these kind of things that happen these days that are just, it, it's not the same. Like I, I used to love, you know, you tune into raw, you don't know who's going to open the show. You don't know what, like, it's going to end with a cliffhanger. You don't know the matches ahead of time and stuff. Like, it's fun that way. Yeah. Um, remember, the, remember, the y, remember the Y2J like, countdown? You know, I mean, that would just yeah. show up in the middle of the show, you know? And and obviously, it's, it's tougher to keep secrets these days for a variety of reasons, mainly the internet and social media and stuff. But um, if you, I don't know, if you don't bring that guy back last night or tonight, what's the point like at that point people need to officially like uh, the people who are listening who are rcm punk fans and want him back when you wake up tomorrow take a deep breath move on think about other wrestlers that you want to see yeah you know if he's not back tonight he's not coming back and he's not coming back tonight well i i will say there, there you know there's there's other options for him he could be the devil guy in the devil mask on AEW. No, no. He, he could be. Uh, there's been talk in TNA uh, that uh, his name has come up quite a few times about how they would love to have him there. Um, I'm sure they would, and I understand that as like the ultimate underdog and stuff. But they don't have that kind of money, and they don't. But they, Osprey was there, and he just—I mean—he's he's officially gone now. After and they hadn't—they didn't have the money to to tr- offer him anything close to what the other companies would. Uh, did you, by the way, do you see the Josh Alexander Osprey match on TNA two weeks ago? No, uh, I, it, st- I, I have that on my, uh, proverbial, my list in my head of matches to watch. Watch it. Um, it is yeah. incredible. It's at, cause I mean, it's like <laughs> rapid fire finishers, like for like the last, like four minutes of the match between the two, it's just unbelievable. I mean, and that's kind of like Osprey. He's like a high speed, uh, wrestler. He gets out there and just like, you know, chain stuff, boom, 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 boom. So I, I, you know, I, I didn't think this soon uh, I would be saying it, but after what's happened, like going back to to January specifically, and plenty of matches before this year too, like uh, Will Ospreay's the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, and honestly, like there was a time period where I was just like, nobody's going to top Omega on that list for me. Um, but uh, that signing. To me, that was the most important signing for Tony Khan to get done. Like, almost like blank check. Um, more important than anything else out there. Uh, he is the, the current best wrestler out there. He hopefully still has a lot of miles left. I know he's talked about, like, 
toning some things down here and there to try to extend the career and oh, stuff. You, you've got to, um, and also in AEW. Yeah. I mean, it's a different – when you're on TV every week, you just can't come out gung-ho a thousand percent and, you know, do, do the matches he would love to do, which are absolutely, you know, insane athletically, you know. So, uh, yeah. He's the best. Honestly, it's just that was – you know, and it, it would have been huge for WWE if they could have landed him. Uh, and I'm not going to say that they would have completely used him wrong, but would he have the same opportunity to showcase his talents there? No, he wouldn't. Um, it's the same type of thing where I will always wonder what it would have been like to get AJ Styles into uh, AEW. Um, guys work different styles and stuff, but Osprey, like that is just it's absolutely huge. Um I'd rather him be on the roster than pretty much anybody. Uh, so yeah. um, I, as somebody who watches AEW regularly, and that's the only national worldwide product that I truly follow on a weekly basis, uh, I'm very happy because I've watched so many of his matches over the years in person or with different indies, uh, with the AEW matches, with the New Japan stuff. Um, if I was to make a list of my matches of the year for 2023, I, he would be all over that list. Um, there are some others that have to go on there as well. Um, but I just, I, I think that that was, it was a little early, I guess, with the signing. Um, I, I'm impressed that they got it done and out of the way, um, this soon with his new Japan contract, not up till the end of January. Um, but that to me was like the most important thing that Tony Khan has done. And that guy's a star and is absolutely somebody that you can put as the face of your company. He will be world champion there and, uh, it'll be fun when that happens. You know, I, 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 I kind of held a, something against him for a while just because I saw him at Riverworks with ring of honor when they had the collision of the worlds or whatever it was. And he was there and I saw him have a goof in a match. And I don't know if it was him or the guy who was wrestling, but there was a goof that happened. And, uh, you know, and, but, but man, this guy is so much better than even when I saw him a couple of years ago at Riverworks, you know, it's just, he's just gotten so much better. He's so much bigger than he was too. He was much thinner, you know, uh, he was definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think him and Omega are two of those type of guys that have really like, they maybe were known more for, I don't want to necessarily, I don't necessarily want to say one style, but, um, you kind of knew what to expect a little bit more with their matches before, but they both become so much more well-rounded um, that like Osprey can do all the high-flying stuff or whatever, but he is a hard hitter. Um, he can do any style in there. So um, any, he brings that kind of international flair to the company that they continue to look to grow and stuff. And it's not just a, like a U.S. based product anymore at this point stuff. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm really, uh, there are so many matches that I want to see him have with people there. Some of those people might not have a ton of time left, but um, you know, it's, it's almost a tease because you know, you're not getting him in for a while. Oh, it would be amazing if he was there for the continental classic, uh, but he'll be there soon enough. Do you think, uh, how do you think they'll bring him in? You know, maybe have him come in and like, you know, start off with someone he's familiar with, like someone from new Japan or something. And, you know, Cause there's so many guys there like Jay White and uh, those, right. they could, yeah. he, he could easily match up with those guys. But De Brian Danielson's a guy I think of immediately because they had that match at all in. Uh, 
which, uh, you know, was, you know, I think Osprey said it was his favorite match of his career at the, the moment. Jericho match? I'm sorry, Jer- not Jericho. Where, where did it was supposed to be uh, Danielson? Uh, he was supposed to. What? Because Danielson didn't work all in because he was hurt. That's right. He, um, that's right. He and broke that's his arm. They're, they're, they might build up to those two next year, though. I mean, I I don't know. As, if Nigel can go, I want that match to happen with Danielson. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, he's the type of person that's already established enough there. Um, you know, it, it, when you announced, like, there was going to be a big signing, I, I almost wondered what the reaction was going to be like to it being Osprey um, and the crowd went nuts for him, which is, which is really cool um, that it wasn't, they didn't need it to be Mercedes Monet or, or somebody else that's, that has had such a big name elsewhere necessarily. Um, it was somebody who's already been in AEW plenty that a lot of people thought he was already even signed there um, that it, you know, whether or not you would say that's like a huge signing. Um, I think it is, but I can totally understand why casual fans would not think that they're like, Oh, that guy wasn't already signed there. What? Okay. Um, but got a great reaction. So you could build him up in any way. Um, but honestly, like when he comes back, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know what the status will be of like United empire and stuff like that, but I don't, I wouldn't put him with callus or anything. I would, I would let him come in and be immediately a guy that's, on the bubble of the main event. Um, there's no need to to build him up from the bottom or anything like that. He's somebody that is in that small group of guys in my mind that will hold that world title in the next few years. Oh, and yeah. so put him right into that picture. There's plenty of other main eventers he can wrestle great matches with without needing to compete for the title. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, certainly Jay White comes to mind. Yeah. Um, there's still unfinished business there with omega there's plenty of stuff that he can do that like him and mjf would be a great match um maybe he comes in and he like has like a checklist of guys he needs to do or you know to be since you know like he left leaving new japan he worked with a lot of those guys in new japan so he goes through and just starts knocking guys off who were from new japan before and then you could work them into the main event eventually you know but uh have him start off at least with like some sort of you know some sort of mission or something uh you know for his character you know i mean uh it's you know and that would be good because every single guy they signed from over there are just unbelievable anyways you know so um, well he's one of those guys that is going to get a favorable reaction whether he's a face or heel um and we i mean he's been a heel pretty much in aew but the the crowd loves him um it's one of those like it's hard for him to get that true heat um so i i don't know i i mean it'd be interesting to see if his character evolves more and stuff he obviously did a little more uh talking with the signing announcement there with with tony and dropped a lot of brubs uh and stuff but I, i just uh to me, that's like the if you're an AEW fan, that's that's the best news that they've had in a very long time. That's the best of Tony Khan's announcements uh, in a long time. Yeah, so. you know, and we were just speculating last week what it could be. Could be Ronda Rousey because of that appearance and ROH this past week. Could have been, you know, just a whole bunch of people. It could be who the guy is in the mask, you know, and you know, we still don't know. Uh, I'm scared to death to think it's going to be uh, uh, Jungle Boy. <laughs> I, I, as soon as you said scared, I was just like, you're going to say you're going to say Jack Perry. Because um, yeah. a lot of us feel that way. Uh, I really want to think that they're not going to make that mistake because that would not go over well with the crowd if that's if that's the end game. So 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to think that they were going into this whole angle with a full plan for it. Um, and, you know, there have been reports that all of his minions or whatever you want to call them, um, that they are being portrayed by the actual people that will be unmasked um, from that. Obviously, like the devil wasn't specifically there and all that. But um, I don't know. I, I Everything I, I'm hearing is that Adam Cole is still a very long way away. Um, did you, by the way, and, did you see the the breakdown of him with a some sort of switch in his pocket when he was out there on Wednesday? He he sat in the ring and and he he reached his hand in his pocket and all of a sudden the lights went out and then when the light and that's when the video started with the mask and then he then they cut back to the ring and you could see him putting something back into his pocket. So I didn't the, notice that. Well, um, somebody really close did, did broke it down, and I I didn't see that. It, it would make sense. It was allowed to keep this this going on, and you know. But he said, like you said, he it's like he's a long way from coming back. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things that it's just it, like, I, at some point, I don't know. It, it's I understand like sticking with original plans and things like that, but at some point, like there might need to be some audibles called in this whole thing. And uh, honestly, um, I I really like MJF as a wrestler. Uh, I really, really like Jay White. Uh, that was through no fault of either one of them, maybe the most underwhelming AEW pay-per-view main event um, that we've seen. Um, and to me that is because it was overbooked like hell um well, mjf the, got hurt too apparently i mean he was hurt from they said I'm that not he, surprised at they all said that from he the, popped it had to pop his leg back into it into his hip socket uh i mean yeah, i heard the, that the, i don't know if i believe that or not i know the shoulder popped oh, out I too oh you believe was, that like i mean just the so for people that didn't see it, whatever like the the they were going to do a spot with the commentary table at ringside it immediately collapsed so at that point jay white is on the ground on top of this collapsed table and clearly the spot was going to be mjf was going to drop the elbow from the top rope through the table on the outside but the table was already broken and so mjf is just like looking and says i'm still going to do it so he goes up to the top rope and literally at this point adam cole is one of the people it's like max don't do this and I'm just thinking to myself the whole time, like, yes, don't do this. Like, listen to him. This is not like him. This is not the character Adam Cole telling you that. Like, this is like one of your professional wrestling colleagues. It's like, don't drop an elbow from the top rope onto the ground. Uh, like, you have nothing to break the fall or anything like that. And the way you, the way he came down, I mean, like, anybody who was watching that, like, their hip probably popped out of place and felt uncomfortable. Like, it, it was... <laughs> it's commitment to the craft. I don't want to completely hate on it because, uh, you know, he was determined to still do everything that he could, but he didn't need to do that. Um, so who knows? I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he doesn't actually wrestle a match, um, before world's end, uh, in a little over a month. Um, but all of that aside, again, nothing against him and nothing against Jay white, but the, the booking throughout the night of like Adam Cole is there and he's going to take the spot. And like, why would, uh, so a guy that's on crutches 
who there's no way would get medical clearance to wrestle is going to substitute to defend the title for MJF, who just suffered a leg injury, not necessarily one that would be as bad as Adam Cole's. Like, he got attacked with a chair and the knee and stuff. But um, so the logic in all of this, like, I understand, like, not everything should be overanalyzed and stuff. But why would Adam Cole take, well, why would an in, a more injured guy who had two surgeries or whatever and, like, is in a boot and on crutches be taking the place of somebody else who, like, is storyline hurt from what just happened on the pre-show, but like, is he, are we supposed to think at that point that MJF is more injured than Adam Cole? Cause I'm not buying that. Nobody's buying that. And Adam Cole replacing him doesn't make any sense. And then what happens? Like if Adam Cole wins, would it still have been MJF's title? Uh, would it have been Adam Cole's title? Like a lot of that just didn't, it didn't make sense. Uh, and I mean, going into the main event, you knew like Adam Cole was not going to wrestle this match. So the whole thing to me was just, it was a swing and a miss Yeah, in my book. The whole, I, I did not like that booking. And I think along those lines too, they purposely limited what MJF and Jay White could do in the match where those guys could just go up and have a banger. And yeah. Instead, it's a lot of selling the leg and this and that. And I just, I didn't, I didn't care for that. And I didn't care for the stuff like throughout the night that just kind of overshadowed everything else on what was an, another solid pay-per-view. But like, that was just, um, all things considered, like if you look back at the show and the way that main event went and again, was as overbooked as anything I can think of, it's too bad that Swerve and Hangman didn't get the main event spot. Yeah. Did you, that's what people remember. Do you, uh, do you think that, that that was on the fly kind of thing, thinking that maybe MJF was hurt and they had to find a way to, you know, to stall or something is by having Cole come out and like do that. You know, I'm just wondering if, you know, they thought maybe he was hurt worse than he really was. Cause he, you know, he got taken out at the end of the tag match as well, obviously. And supposedly went to the hospital or whatever after the tag match. So, I just wonder. No, I think I think it was all storyline, and okay. it's all like part of this building up this continual MJF Adam Cole storyline. That again, I just at some point, if Adam Cole can't actually do anything in the ring for a long time, still, you gotta you gotta call an audible. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta do something and come back to this or whatever. Like it just, I don't want to see this continue for uh, who knows like. If Adam Cole, I, I don't know what it's going to be, but let's say let's say it's still another six months till he can wrestle. Like that could be totally way off. I have I don't even want to try to make a guess, but like you're going to keep doing this, all of this stuff for six months with like MJF, like defending the ROH tag titles on his own or finding a partner and like sneaking through. And again, I, I think I said this like a couple of weeks ago, like it's just going to continually feel like oh, well, MJF's not going to drop the title to this guy because clearly they're waiting for Cole to come back and stuff. So everything in the meantime just seems predictable yeah. um, in, in terms of wins and losses, at least. And I, I don't want it to be like that. Um, MJF has done incredible work in the ring. Honestly, I, I like I understand it, and I know that 
a lot of fans appreciate it and stuff, but I don't, I don't know how much more of babyface MJF I need, <laughs> um, to be honest. And depending on how all this goes, if we're waiting for Adam Cole, and if Adam Cole is going to be the heel in all of this in the end, then like this is going to keep going for a very long time. And I just, I want there to be a, I want there to be doubt in people's mind in the meantime that like, oh, MJF could lose the title because he could always win it back and then feud with Adam Cole and stuff. Like you can still get to those end plans. Sometimes you just have to call an audible now to change the path of getting to where you're eventually going. It happens with indie shows, with injuries and stuff. It happens in, in this circumstance. Not everything's always going to go in like according to plan when you're in a physical type of situation like this. And, and I mean, in this situation, we're talking everything got changed because Adam Cole jumped off a ramp. Um, yeah. It wasn't even like a, a wrestling move, but um, I just, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm over it, but the more this goes on, like it, it, some of this stuff, it almost felt like they were going to be done with before all in, but then they instead all in is like MJF and Adam Cole hugging to end and all that kind of stuff. And that was already three months ago. Um, now we get through the final like regular annual pay-per-view of the year and we're still in the same status of like babyface MJF has the title. Nothing's changed. Nobody's turned and nobody's been revealed. Are people going to still have the same interest in it four months from now? Yeah. I'm not. I'm sure there are plenty of people who will, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of kind of over the whole thing. I think and, that you and know, honestly, the... like the whole devil reveal and stuff like. Yeah there's one thing to being patient and building stuff up or whatever, but also like some of us are just not going to care much the longer this goes on. You know, WWE is really good when someone gets hurt, putting someone else into that position and then continuing on with a storyline. I've seen them do it over and over for years. So because they never did an interim title. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That too. Uh, but yeah. they, but they always would, you know, someone else would come in and then you, they'd remember like uh, Kofi Kingston, uh, beating Daniel Bryan for the uh, world title. It wasn't originally supposed to be Kofi. It was supposed to be, uh, who was it? Uh, Sheamus? No. no, it was supposed to be uh, Ali. Wasn't it supposed to be, uh, and he got hurt like in a match before the, the whole thing started. I think it was Ali. No, it was, I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was somebody. And they kept, you know, and they kept, and they did the whole storyline with Kofi in that position instead of uh, the original in, Tended person who never got a chance again after that. So, uh, but things like, you know, they were, that's one thing they're really good at doing is replacing, you know, when someone gets injured and st sticking with what they want to do. So maybe there's, they have a plan. Maybe it's someone we're not expecting, you know, um, who knows? Uh, but yeah, you're right. Another four, another four, six months. Uh, if that's when he can come back, then, you know, maybe, you know, I was always thinking it's him and the embassy or whatever. Those guys are not the embassy. Uh, hit the guys that are with him. Uh, 
Bennett and uh, Taven, you know, and it's like because if you think about the guys, there's it's a group oh, of guys. Kingdom, yeah. yeah, the kingdom, not the, yeah, not yeah, the wrong group. Uh, you can think about those guys, you know, and they definitely would fit in there, and possibly even with uh, and with Roddy too. Which you know, how long is Roddy going to be able to go on screaming at him? You know, I think that that'll probably burn out real quick unless they come to some sort of conclusion. So well, hopefully Cole they will. Told that Roddy is no longer his best friend. Yeah, so. he did. Maybe Roddy's the guy in the mask. So you know, I mean, you know, it depends. You know, I wouldn't mind. I, it. I, yeah, I think we're at the point with this that like, as long as this has gone on, like you're you're really now limited as to how many people it can be revealed as and be successful. People don't want to see Jack Perry. I honestly think a lot of people don't want it to be Roddy yeah. either at this point. Like, I, I think you're very limited in terms of who it could be. I've never thought that it could be Britt Baker. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've but, heard the name, though, but yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if it ends up being Adam Cole, then it's like, well, we knew this all these months ago. Why couldn't it just be revealed then and move? I don't know. I some things get too drawn out and I, I like, I just, I want to feel like Samoa Joe has a chance of beating MJF on long Island, but do I No, No. Yeah. No, I don't. And then you already, they, he's already wrestled them, you know, didn't he? I mean, uh, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I don't like side note on Samoa Joe and like having this dominant ROH TV title run and then just, dropping it so now final battle is coming up in a few weeks in the dallas metroplex um your your tv champion doesn't exist anymore granted you could do something to crown a new one but they haven't set anything up yet uh for that your tag team champions aren't really a thing Adam Cole's hurt and MJF hasn't made an appearance on ROH TV or anything. Um, you like your world champion is Eddie Kingston, uh, who just put up the ROH title and the new Japan title and everything in this continental classic, which doesn't end until world's end, which is a couple weeks after final battle. Do you have any champions to wrestle on this pay-per-view? The final battle, which was like the, like one of the big annual events for ROH. Yeah, it's the first one they had uh, back too, wasn't it? The first one when they came back after their hiatus. I think final battle was the I think one of the first. I thought it was uh, the first one. I don't because the final battle they they did a final battle under the previous uh, umbrella, uh, which was like the the last show they did that in like Baltimore. Um, I, I just don't like the ticket sales for that show were horrible. And why wouldn't they be? I mean, people can go see AEW in that same building the ne the very next night. Um, you have, you have no champion. Like, what are you doing? You can't, I, at the very least, I would put like a, a big continental classic match on that ROH pay-per-view. Which, as of now, like, that wasn't part of, like, when they keep going through, like, the map and stuff. Like, that's not, they mention the city, but they don't, like, mention ROH or the pay-per-view or anything as, like, one of the places one of those matches is going to occur. But, like, you've already basically, you've already said there's not going to be, you like, you can't defend the ROH world title at that show. 
it's all in a tournament that has already started and doesn't end until after that. And that would be an even bigger joke in terms of like, nobody's going to believe that the title is going to change hands because it's part of this. So I, I don't know what in the world they're doing with that, but to not have your world title or your TV title or your tag titles. Good luck. Somebody's got to take over the books. <laughs> Good luck. It's, it's, like, what are you doing? And people can't even name like the other champions there. Like Shibata's the, got the pure title. The pure and title, he, like, yeah. Appeared, I, like this week, like uh, which he's he's there once in a while. Yeah, part of the trio's uh, um, there. Yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully it will be a main event for Athena, who deserves it, who has been the women's champion there for a long time and is doing incredible work there. Um, and I don't know. I mean, they don't have a ton of time to turn things around and, and build up like a big main event for her, but that's her hometown. Well, I mean, they too. had the, like, they had but, the match on last on Thursday night with, uh, you know, the tag with uh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda supposedly is on a one match deal, but could possibly come. I wouldn't be surprised to see her come back and do a pay-per-view possibly. I mean, you know, I obviously they need something like that to yeah. sell people on. I mean, at least it's a show where people don't have to pay a standalone price for it. Like this will be the first ROH premium live event i guess you could say because it's included with honor club for the first time coming up on this um so that will help a little bit but yeah you need something big like that to to sell it for sure um and and i will say also like i i liked ronda a little bit way back in the day and her wwe run um after the beginning stretch kind of soured me on her a little bit to be quite honest um i and there's plenty of things I still don't agree with her on, but um, her showing up at Indies, working these matches, I watched the match they had uh, at Revolver uh, the night before that ROH taping, um, where it was the same four people in yeah. the match in the main event at, at Revolver in LA. Um, and this, like, it looks like Miranda's having fun. Um, it's... It's intriguing. I don't know if she really cares about doing a bunch of stuff or if these were kind of just a one-off thing or whatever, like, oh, they're near LA or they're in LA and I can wrestle with my friend and whatever. Like, but it was it was nice to see kind of a relaxed Rhonda out there who was like not like I'm this WWE heel with the big eye makeup and the I'm very upset face and and everything like she was out there having a good time you could tell and it made for a much better match than i feel like i've seen from her in quite a while so um yeah i mean if if i'm tony that's probably something i'm trying to do um and honestly like i, I don't know i don't see ronda being like an roh regular that would be so random but one way or another i would love to see them take the title in the right way off of athena and get athena over to aew um, because she is better than most of the AEW women's roster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and at least like she's been a reason to watch ROH for all of this time, but she deserves to be on actual television. Um, at this point, she's she's put in her work in ROH. Um, but I mean, right now we're in a mode where I feel like we're seeing the same few women in every match in AEW. And some of them have improved drastically, but like there used to be much more of a variety. And if you want to, 
make that division a little more interesting. I, I say you move her over. I was going to say full gear. We saw two titles taken off women and put on, you know, the, the challengers. So, and I still, I, the, the acceptance by Tony was just, uh, by Tony storm on dynamite was brilliant. Like the, the coming out through the crowd and the surprise face and stuff like that whole stuff. And, and I, I, I know some of that credit goes to RJ city as well. Um, former ESW heavyweight and tag team champion uh, who worked a lot in this area. And I just think he's doing incredible work there uh, for somebody who's not wrestling there. Um, that whole storyline is awesome. I loved what they did with the acceptance speech. I still don't think she should have won the title. Like I like there's plenty of stuff you can do with her as champion, but uh, to me, she should be more down on her luck. Tony uh, who, who doesn't have the title and is distraught because she doesn't have the title and stuff yeah. than, than switching that. So, um, and I, Julia was the hot hand in terms of the TBS division. So um, you book that in a way that Statlander didn't have to be pinned and the crowd was very happy. And hopefully Julia can keep up this momentum because she's certainly somebody that she still has a ways to go. Um, she's still very young and very new into the business, but her improvement has been, very easy to notice over these past few years. Well, one thing I want to mention before we get we get off of the full gear is the the match between Adam Page and uh, Swerve Strickland, and if the spot one particular spot where uh, Page cut Swerve open and then got underneath him and drank his blood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yikes! You know, it was. I mean, everyone applauded it. You know, I mean, it's kind of a dangerous thing nowadays, you know, swapping blood with anybody. But uh, I thought, what would you think of that match? I mean, that match obviously tore the house down. It's probably the best, one of the best uh, Texas death matches in the history of those style matches. Um, what did you think of uh, that particular uh, moment? I mean, it was like shock, a little bit of shock. I mean, I remember people writing in blood on, I think it was uh, uh, Jerry Lynn wrote uh, in blood on his chest once in an ECW pay-per-view, but this is going just a little bit farther. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah um, I don't love it. Um, in that moment, uh, it was, it was a shocker um, to see that happening. Uh, it certainly got people talking um, you know, the match itself was just crazy. Uh, so much credit to both of those men for what they did in that match. It was very entertaining. Uh, I, there's a lot of personal sacrifice going into that for those two guys. I mean, I just, um, I, I'm not the biggest fan of death matches. Um, that's a, a regular conversation because I, I honestly will do a lot of hating on some of the other death matches that happen too frequently in places like GCW where, you know, they, every match is just like a big bundle of light tubes and a door set up on chairs. People go, it's the same thing every match. And sometimes it's match after match on the same show. Um, and I'm not a big fan of a lot of that stuff because it's just, it's big stuff that doesn't mean anything. Like you've got plenty of matches out there where somebody's like hitting somebody with a light tube and then they're like, Oh, I'm going to hit myself with one to look cool. There's no logic in that. Um, 
so all of that being said, like when that match was announced, it was like, okay, this makes sense because they have this feud going on and this is a way to kind of step it up. Um, like it wasn't just a random out of nowhere death match. I'm not normally a fan of a lot of this stuff in that match. Um, but I remember, I mean, years ago, even like we could talk about all the ECW stuff and everything. Like for me, like what stands out as a fan watching at the time was like a lot of the stuff that like Foley and triple H did, um, in like 2000 stuff like that, you know, thinking about, um, crazier spots and stuff. And this match was nuts. Uh, it kept my interest the entire time. I ended up rewatching the match a day later, um, with like somebody who hadn't seen it yet. And I had no problem watching it again immediately. Uh, it was it was awesome if there was if there were a match to do this with like this was the one to do it um i think it worked well in the end that like swerve won the match but nobody really it didn't hurt hangman both of those guys were stars in that match didn't matter who won they were both going to come out of it fine in terms of the eyes of people in terms of their thing yeah like hangman losing twice to swerve on pay-per-view like you would think like oh that's gonna kill hangman he's fine um like putting swerve back out there in the first match of dynamite a few nights later that doesn't make sense to me at all from a booking side of things um the same type of thing is after he was literally like put into a casket at all in and then a few days later he's wrestling on dynamite like how did he get out of the casket um <laughs> Well, I mean, his hair was always out, but the the match was nuts. The spots were crazy. The uh, a lot of that stuff, you know, a lot of people that are, will be out there be like, "Oh, wrestling's fake." There was not much to that match that was fake. When you look through uh, the objects that were used and stuff like that, like the the cinder block was obviously. Uh, it came apart a little easier than a regular cinder block, but look at everything else from the glass to the barbed wire to some, I mean, some really close calls with that barbed wire uh, and hangman's face and stuff like that. But the match was, that's one you're going to remember. Uh, it's uh, again, credit to both those guys. I didn't need the the blood drinking spot, but, it was early. What I what I kind of started <laughs> yeah. to say in the beginning of all this and then yeah. went on on my huge tangent was like the if there's a if there was ever a time to do that, which I don't think there is, this was it. And at least it's in a major company can do major testing ahead of time with all these people, make sure it's done in a safe manner, make sure that it's approved by everybody, uh, make sure that it's done in a way that it means something. Um, it's maybe the most shocking couple seconds in AEW history. Probably is. Um, and I feel like I feel okay with it just knowing that like they went into it like with it being a safe kind of situation compared to just yeah. <clears throat> like, oh, these two random guys are going to wrestle on an unimportant death match on the indies and do that be like did you see a doctor did you get tested did you what's going on like with all this stuff um it's just crazy to think about like the guy that was a school teacher 
who's a father who wears like glasses and nice shirts and stuff and like walks around like he's the dude that's like just drinking somebody's blood and, like what <laughs> having it drip built into his mouth yeah like imagine like... if imagine if this guy was your your teacher a couple years ago and then you see that yeah what so well, no credit yeah. credit to both of them it was awesome and i love how much of a star swerve is becoming out of this feud um this is making swerve and hopefully it is re-elevating hangman as well who was on a slump for sure um and like i swerve should be world champion in aew within it's tough to say because some of these title reigns title reigns are so long but within the next few guys that hold that title he should be one of them for sure and i i look forward to seeing that a lot of people uh uh were cheering on swerve uh in this match mm -hmm. You know, as you know, and so it's something, you know, AEW kind of comes down to a lot of the bad guys get cheered, like the Bang Bang uh, Club there get cheered when they come out, you know, Swerve gets cheered. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, you just got to work it to that to eventually to where he can get an opportunity. And, uh, but I think that that definitely showed that he, he you know, he was an upper echelon kind of guy with that after that match, as well as, as well as Adam Page, you know, I mean, Adam Page was there before, you know, and now is kind of working his way back there. So uh, And everything they've done with Swerve recently has has built him up where honestly you could you could pretty much say that same thing before this match. This match just cemented it. Um the only thing I'll say is it's it's almost like I would love to see him at least go to the finals in the Continental Classic. Um it's just tough to see somebody like him in that tournament where nobody's allowed at ringside and Prince Nana has got to not come out for all of these matches for all of these weeks. Oh man. Yeah. Like with how over Nana is, which I just, I absolutely love. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, hopefully the, the choices for the 12 guys in that tournament, you're never going to find a perfect list of 12. There are some big omissions on that list which i guess is my kind of gripe with it but um i don't know uh, hopefully the tournament goes well uh it's something that like i always complain about how it's the same guys wrestling every single show every week and this is just going to further cement that um but like you have a tournament like this and there's no omega Takeshita, yeah samoa joe mjf like the g1 which is basically what this is. Yeah, they're copying it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, but that has like the IWGP champion and stuff. Like everybody's in that. Um, like you take a break from like other stuff and like that's the focus. And now like it's a good list of people, but there's some people that I just really wish were were in this. And I don't I'm curious to see how Danielson does in it, to yeah. be honest. Guy with a I don't think broken it's a, head, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a, you know, in like an oversight that he's not that the only person basically who's not wrestling in this first week is him. Uh like the rest of that blue league has matches tonight. Yeah. Um 
Hopefully Danielson's ready to go next week. I was going to say, you want to know who Pennsylvania, you want to know who's in this tournament. We'll tell you there's two leagues, the blue league and the gold league In the blue league. You got Danielson, Andrade, Eddie Kingston, Brody King, Claudio, and uh, Daniel Garcia in the gold league. You got Mox, Swerve Strickland, Roosh, Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal, and Jay White. So, uh, and I, I, everybody you mentioned there, I like in in one way or another on this. Like, but some of those names to me just don't need to be there. Um, and I, I hate to say that because it's also a way to kind of build up some new stars. But most of these guys are already made. Um, like, this could be something that theoretically would like bring Jay lethal to that next level. Instead, I think it's going to be one where he just gets pinned a lot and nothing. He doesn't come out any better uh, from the tournament. I really like Brody King a lot. I I do uh, for a variety of reasons. He would be my third choice out of the three in house of black to be in this tournament. Um, Buddy Matthews does not get used enough at all. An absolutely incredible athlete. And how is Malachi Black not in this? Yeah, yeah. There's like, well, obviously the matches that he yeah. can have. Like, there's dream matches that would be right there. Um, that's a little disappointing to me. I'm very happy Garcia is in it. I'm sure there are plenty of people who are like, why is he in it? I'm thinking that, uh, that and they, I understand that. I'm thinking that they have a good who that they know who they want out of this, and who knows, maybe Garcia can you know you know luck his way through this this you know, blue. Uh, division and uh, find some. I don't know. I mean, to me, it seems like it's an elevating, obviously, an elevating tournament. So, who needs the most elevation out there? And they give Daniel Garcia a lot of time on TV, but they also make him lose a lot, too. So, uh, uh, there's, I'm very interested to see how the booking of this goes. Uh, do I think Eddie Kingston will still be champion when this is done? No. Uh, do I think he will make it to the finals? Initial thought is yes, but I, I don't know. Uh, I just hope that this is something that there are there are people that could really benefit from winning this tournament or going to the finals, even if they don't win. And I do not want to see that be people who absolutely have no business winning this tournament. They're already made. They don't gain anything from it. It wouldn't even make sense for them to hold those specific belts. Um, or the combined belt, whatever it ends up being at the end. But like John Moxley doesn't need to win this tournament. And I don't want to see him in the final. Uh, like, especially like I, I kind of feel the same way about Danielson. Um, I hate to say it, but like, I just, I don't really need him to win this and I don't want it to be Moxley and, I don't think it does. I don't know. There's there's just so many people on this list that it's very, it's interesting to see. This could be, it could be huge for Garcia if they book it in that way. I don't think they will. Um, Swerve, maybe. I mean, I don't like, it's just something I, they got to get it right in terms of who makes the finals and who wins it all. We'll see. I mean, we're going to get, and a lot of these guys have already held that title that yeah. like, in fact, starting tonight, again? starting tonight, we're going to get a whole bunch of matches. So if you're tonight, and by the way, uh, if you were looking for Rampage last night, it's not it wasn't on last night. It's going to be on at seven o'clock today. So they're doing like a three hour show 
tonight, uh, and it's a live show. I know that because uh, uh, live from Pittsburgh. I see Amanda's flying there, so <laughs> you know the one, uh, uh, you know uh, Brody's wife there who works with them. I saw flying is flying there today, and uh, so everyone's yeah going to Pittsburgh. It's interesting. I'm uh, very intrigued about the routing of AEW right now. That they were uh, like they were out in California, and then that's fine. Then they go to Chicago for uh, like Dynamite per tradition, whatever. That's fine. But then you go to you go from LA to Chicago. Okay, then Chicago on Wednesday, Pittsburgh tonight. Then Dynamite is in Minneapolis. And then collision is an eerie. Huh. Does somebody need a an atlas? <laughs> like what? Or do they? Are maybe now they've acquired like a second set of equipment? Um, I mean, granted, at least there's like days between these shows that you can drive the trucks back and forth. But like, the, what in the world? Yeah, like, yeah, they're all over the place. And I and honestly, part of it too. Like, I I don't understand from an aspect of like, I'm sure there are plenty of people that are going to Pittsburgh tonight that live just as close to Erie but aren't going to go to Erie because they're going to Pittsburgh and it's too close together and so those Erie ticket sales are still awful they've improved a little bit these last few days but they're not good yeah I I would agree and it's yeah I've noticed they've been you know all over the place but if you're not going to be watching Survivor Series tonight you've got uh, on free TV uh, well actually on cable TV you can watch uh, Rampage 7 to 8, and then you get uh, Collision. Uh, a regularly scheduled time this week, not head-to-head with WWE uh, like last week, uh, which uh, obviously... Well, just head-to-head with WWE in a different way. Yeah, yeah, head-to-head with, with a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So, I, you know, I most likely will watch Survivor Series and then go back and watch everything on DVR later. So, um, but uh, maybe, who knows, depends. Oh, and, yeah, I assume most people do that. I, I personally watch Rampage and Collision. Um, oh, well, at least get, then, we can watch Rampage because it's 7 to 8. So, you know, it, uh, uh, it's on well, early. I remember, like, the last time there was something like this, uh, like collision was over with and stuff and then there was still a lot of time left in the wwe ple um so i don't know and i i will just say this like people are so excited about war games um i kind i wish i was ever in that boat i don't like there's been some some good war games matches but i I feel like it's one of the more overrated. Maybe the NX, the NXT war games were better when they did it, you know, down in the NXT shows. Um, when we I had, mean, some of the like the really old school ones were cool and like went back this watch this week and rewatched a 2006 ROH show that then I figured out I was at, didn't even remember being at, but it was <laughs> like a team ROH versus team CZW. And I, Claudio and Cornette and there's all sorts of stuff going on, but the match is just insane. Um, War games now, like I, I will just, I probably will say this once every year. I grew up like I got into pro wrestling as a fan of the cheesy early to mid nineties WWF. I miss the five on five traditional elimination survivor series matches i just want that i don't want war games uh i want the 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 assembled teams and that kind of stuff 
Um, and I, I just like now it's like, well, why do you even call it Survivor Series anymore? Just call it War Games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, well, you know, they could they could do it another time and actually do a true Survivor Series too. You yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, War Games could could be its own pay per view in May or whatever. I mean, yeah, it could it could be its own standalone thing. I just miss like that's like I, I used to love like you'd get those matches in november at survivor series and you'd get the rumble which at least we still have that but i hate that everybody gets announced ahead of time i miss the king of the ring like crazy when it was like the three rounds in one night actual true tournament like that was the best tournament in wrestling i liked that better than the current king of the ring i like that better than this continental classic setup and the g1 and all of these other things like the owen hart tournament and stuff like some of these things that I don't know have changed over the years that I just wish we could go back to the way they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And then, you know, I mean, especially the King of the ring was a lot of fun, you know? Uh, but you know, it, it was, t- I think it was actually a really tough um, paper or pay-per-view for them to put on because it seems like every year people were getting hurt in matches during it and stuff. And then you have to continue on with, you know, um, but it was still an exciting, exciting, uh, you know, when you get the King, the King was like the kind of like the intercontinental championship. You were like crowned and then you were, you allowed you to move up on the, on the, uh, you know, in the companies, uh, you know, you can start taking on the champion and stuff. And yeah. Usually you'd a lot of times like you'd move on from there to get the title match at SummerSlam or something. Yeah. You know, unless you're the very talented Billy Gunn, who then The Rock doesn't want to work with, and then <laughs> winning King of the Ring ends up being nothing. And well, I mean, Sheamus won it too, and, and it was I, on- Billy Gunn. I did not forget. Yeah, I did not forget that you won King of the Ring. Sheamus did too, and he didn't do anything with it either. But it was on TV as well. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, like honestly, when I think of King of the Ring, like I barely. I in my mind, I count it through like 2002, but really, I count it through like. 99 or 2000 or whatever like I, I didn't like when they moved to like two rounds in one night instead of three and everything um and no surprise to anyone my favorite king of the ring is 94 because owen wins it yeah. spoiler alert um but like just love that match like the love the the three matches in one night aspect like oh is this guy gonna be able to make it is austin gonna be able like those were such fun shows back in the day oh so. yeah uh, you can definitely wax poetic on remembering those ones. So let's, uh, you know, we've gone an hour and uh, 12 minutes so far. Let's do some news. I'll go through all the news and let us get out of here so we can get ready for Survivor Series or if you're going to watch Rampage and Collision or all of them, you know, uh, you know, which would be good. Um, definitely want to check that out. But I'm going to give you some previews of what's going on this week as well. I did. I think we did cover everything I wanted to talk about at least. Let's see. We did Adam Cole, possibly, you know, Survivor Series a, li- a bit. Maybe we'll go through the lineup real quick when I'm going through the news. Full gear. And, uh, and we're going to get Randy Orton, according to uh, according to uh, Cody Rhodes. He called him up on the phone. He was his old buddy. He called him and... And then we're going to, we'll see if he really shows up or not. You know, if, you know, I mean, that's why I, I have a little bit of a doubt. There's no way he can't be there. That's, if he's not there, that's too old bait and switch, whatever. Like he'll, he'll be there. Okay. So, but maybe there'll be more to the story than just that. So if you're watching. Well, he could absolutely turn yeah. in the match. I mean, I, if I'm them, I would, I would do something like that. Um, But yeah, no, I, I fully expect he'll, I saw, I he'll saw. be there and he'll be the, 10th guy or whatever in the match i saw a goofy uh meme with him coming out and he's wearing all black and he's got black hair 
and, and bangs. And then he goes to the newest member of uh, Judgment Day, Randy Orton. And so it was like, it was pretty funny, though. Emo Randy. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. emo Randy, you know, very. Uh, so some some things going on. Well, Monday night, depending what happens, it, does, it doesn't depend on what happened. This is going to happen on Monday night when you got Raw this week. We're going to get Big Bronson Reed versus the Viking Raider. Uh Ivar of the Viking Raiders because the other obviously the other one's out for a while. Tag team turmoil, number one contenders match with DIY, Imperium, the Creed Brothers, the New Day, Alpha Academy, and Indusure, which uh, you may have forgotten who those guys were, but uh, you'll remember they're these giant uh, uh, Indian guy, guys from India, it's actually massive, and they you know who knows what will happen with that. I mean, it's nice to see the Creed Brothers getting you know worked into the matches now on Monday Night Raw. Creed Brothers pretty good. So um, let's see. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, you're going to get Rampage now at 7 to 8 tonight. On, and then uh, it's one hour ahead of Collision. And on Rampage, uh, there's two confirmed matchups. Eddie Kingston versus Brody King. This will be in the Continental Classic Tournament. As well as Claudio versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, and then if you're going to watch Collision after that, uh, let's see. I don't have a lineup for them. Did I get one? I think those matches are oh, those are Collision, those, actually. Oh, those there are. There was one women's match announced for Rampage. I can't even. There's not There's not a ton announced for tonight yet, which going back to what I was saying earlier, I yeah. like that. Um, we've, I don't know, like this post-pay-per-view stretch or whatever, like they haven't announced everything ahead of time. And like, that's fine. Like, let me just tune in and find out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, um, also, uh, I'm just going to throw out some other pieces of news. Jade Cargill's husband, uh, who is Brandon Phillips, I did not know that, used to play for the Cincinnati Reds. He's up for National Baseball Hall of Fame nomination. He got nominated. Uh, she did. She po- posted about it on Twitter. So, she goes, my man, my man, my man, my man. That's Jade Cargill talking about Brandon Phillips. And Brandon Phillips is retired. I think he works on the uh, baseball network or I think something like that. So um, the rampage match that barely got uh, unveiled is Shibata defending the pure title against Wheeler Yuta. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think I saw the challenge. Did I see it? Trying to remember if it was on Wednesday night that they, they, I wasn't listening, but I saw Wheeler Yuta. They teased it a little bit Wednesday with like that trios match and stuff. And then Shibata defended the title on ROH TV that was taped for Thursday um and so they yeah they've set this up so champion against former champion on that which uh at least will be a a good match if nothing else so cool so could be a title change i don't know i always wonder how long like how many times they're going to bring shibata back and then like have him not around for a while and stuff but it's nice when he's there yeah yeah and he gets you know he's obviously friends with orange cassidy and uh we got to see, and speaking of, during that match, it was also Orange Cassidy and uh, uh, Taz's son, I think. Uh, what was it, the three? And Shibata, I think it was those three. And then D- Danhausen came out. So I, Danhausen mm-hmm. is kind of back, you know. Um, Dan, I wonder if Danhausen And thinks- they brought out that purple hat. Yeah, the purple hat. It <laughs> was a nice little... Nice little surprise yeah, there. Yeah, a little. Uh, it's good to see Danhausen back. Yeah, I wonder if Dan, what Danhausen thinks about, you know, uh, Adam Page drinking blood when Danhausen used to pour teeth into people's mouth in Ring of Honor. So, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember that when he used to dump, Oh, yeah. He used to have that oh, bag yeah. of Every teeth with him? Did. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Always had the jar of teeth, so. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so. And I would, I would, I loved when they, like, when he started doing 
I th- didn't he do that in AEW too? Because then he was like, I think in the beginning when he, he first was alluding came to getting the teeth from a certain DMD and stuff, and like how where do you acquire these teeth from? And yeah, yeah. So uh, so w- nice to see Danhausen back after it's multiple teases, and though it's still only like managing or being the third guy in the trios match or the fourth guy. But he's back, and we'll see more. It will probably work more into, obviously, more of his little skits and things like that. So that's pretty cool. Um, we did mention MJF suffered real injuries during the main event of AEW Full Gear this past weekend. He suffered a real hip injury that required popping it back in and a real shoulder injury in the main event. Uh, of course, he was beat up after winning the, you know, defending the tag titles by the guns. And he was not, you know, it was all part of the storyline for full gear, of course, but he, he legitimately got hurt. So, and, uh, uh, he almost had to forfeit the title came out and wrestled and it was, uh, he aggravated his shoulder while heading into the match and shoulder injury worsened from a top rope, a urinage. So that's, uh, or an elbow drop or whatever it was, you know, that, uh, um, but he, uh, yeah. he made it through, and we're not going to see him probably wrestle until, like, the next pay-per-view just because it's probably safe to let him heal a little bit. Um, by the way, we, uh, Mad Dog is in the chat room. I'm seeing him and Rennie, and they're at, Mad Dog is – I shouldn't send him a link because he, he's got definitely got some opinions on some of these wrestlers he's not a big fan of, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I, the, uh, the So, the AEW Full Gear that took place in the Kia Forum in Los Angeles last week looked like it garnered be, game, garnered between 122,000 and 140,000 pay-per-views, uh, which is pretty good, to say the least, because All Out only, uh, it says, on the other hand, All Out in September surpassed 100,000 buys, and uh, All all in was 200,000 buys. So it's not, it's, you know, it's pretty, it did pretty well. You know, uh, I'm guessing it's up there. Uh, you know, uh, buys are buys. And the, you know, think about it, $59 times 200,000. That's what, that's what the money they're getting. That was for all in, but, uh, they said between 122 and 140. So thank you for everybody who did buy it out there. And, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I mentioned Danhausen already. Let's see. Oh yeah, they you know the AEW. We just talked about the the uh, um, Continental Classic, which is uh, they say extremely similar to the G1 Climax. I went through and already talked about it. You have to rewind the show if you want to hear um, what uh, we were talking about with the two groups of people that are wrestling. And Mad Dog says Roosh needs a mask, so I'll keep that in mind. Uh, King of Strong Style is coming after someone. You may have seen uh, Shinsuke Nakamura making these promos uh, and not really specifically saying who he's after. And uh, right now, nobody really is quite sure, but apparently it's getting to the point where he is going to make his attack. So uh, obviously, uh, you know, after failing to take Seth Rollins' title from him, he moved on to somebody else. We just don't know who it is. Keeps threatening people in promos. So... Um, we got war games tonight. If you, uh, I'll quickly go through the lineups and you know, and then we're going to get out of here. War games. We've got Dragon Lee taking on Santos Escobar last night. They they, they pulled a little swerve there by it was supposed to be, uh, it was supposed to be Carlito taking on Santos, and then uh, Carlito got beaten down, and so then Dragon Lee came out and said, I- "I'll take him on." So this is helping Dragon Lee. Obviously, Dragon Lee is getting a monster push and SmackDown right now, um, but. Very talented wrestler, too, so he definitely deserves that. Um, 
Gunther is taking on the Miz for the Intercontinental title, uh, Intercontinental Championship. We will see uh, Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark for the Women's World Championship. We got Io Sky, uh, Asuka, Kari Sane, Bailey versus Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Shotzi in a War Games match. And they were teasing last night a lot of uh, tension between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Uh, and that may that may come down to something in this match because it did last night on the SmackDown program. Uh, then we got Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, and JD McDonough in a War Games match. And I know that's the people who are involved in it, but I'm sure there might be more people, might more things going on than just the straight up match there. So that is uh, that is Survivor Series tonight. If you are are it's uh, Survivor Series War Games, so it's not a lot of matches, but that you know it takes those those uh, cage matches take a bit, you know, to uh, get going. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a conversation that could be had at some point of like, um, how do I word this? So people put them all in the at the way. same time from the beginning. <laughs> They're well, no, like in terms of like, I appreciate that we're at a point where uh, the men's division and the women's division get to have Royal Rumbles and money in the banks and war games and stuff like this. I would maybe be okay if like we got to a point where some of these like there was only like this pay-per-view there was only a men's war game match or there was only a women's war game match or like you can't really do that with the rumble. And I guess you can't do that now with uh money in the bank, the way it's been established and stuff, but having two of these matches on every one of these shows kind of like one kind of takes away from the other. It's almost like whichever matches first, like, kind of does everything they could do and then it's like oh i'm watching the same match type again later tonight regardless of what the order is so i don't know they, to me that's still a little bit should be kind of considered a work in progress in terms of that that like it's the type of match where you shouldn't see war games very often and like when yeah. you see it twice in one night and I don't think that, I, I think don't that, I think this is like the second women's war games i don't think we've started they just started doing two of them recently uh, you know, and much like the Royal Rumble, how many, you know, how many years do we give the Royal Rumble before they put the women? And I don't mind the women's Royal Rumble because they separate them pretty big on the show. One will start yeah. the show and one yeah. will end the show. But you're right. I remember last year's war games. They had the all, I think the women went first and they had like all these insane uh, moves and everything. And it was like, and you know, and then well, we, I was just say it goes back to kind of the thought process of like, we're now in this mode where like, instead of having a money in the bank match at WrestleMania, we have a money in the bank pay-per-view or PLE, you know, like there's there like all, these things get their own night. And when they have their own night, then you like really have to have both. Like, can't, could we maybe get at a point where like, Hey, money in the bank is not a pay-per-view anymore. Every year you're going to get a men's money in the bank match and a women's money in the bank match, but they're not going to be on the same show, like space them out or something like one happens at, wrestlemania and one happens at SummerSlam or something like just kind of break it up a little bit like as opposed to the whole night being i don't know 
Well, I, I will say last I don't, year. I don't yeah. see that changing at all. That's just how I kind of feel about the, the super gimmick matches. Yeah, last year on the same pay-per-view we're at, we had the war games, but we had the uh, Team Bel Air versus Team Damage Control last year at this time. And then uh, that was that started off the pay-per-view, and then we had the Bloodline uh, de- defeating the Brawling Brutes and Kevin Owens by pinfall. And you might remember that's kind of what put Sami Zayn over with the Bloodline at the time. Uh, which didn't, I guess, last long if you think about it, uh, you know. But that was last year's uh, uh, war games. I don't, you know, um, and, and that- I, I guess I kind of like I, I do like the from what I've seen of it. I like some of the stuff, you know, like they've done with with damage control and stuff. But if there's a women's war games match tonight, I wish that was the match that Rhea was in, not a a standalone match against Zoe Stark. I don't know. Um, to me, Rhea is like the top star in that company. Um, I'm sure a lot of other people would put her near the top, but not at the top, whatever and stuff. But I don't know. I like, I'd like to see what she could do in a war games match. I don't, some of these people that are in it, I don't need to see them in another war games match or whatever. And but. yeah. And just, to you know, be in 2021, there was no women's war game match. It all was done on NXT by the way, too. Uh, and, and that was, uh, uh, 2021, we had Team 2.0, which was Braun Breaker, Grayson Waller, Tony D'Angelo, Carmelo Hayes, defeating Team Black and Gold, which was Gargano, Knight, Pete Dunne, and Ciampa, and uh, uh, with Dexter Loomis on the side there. So so it shows you this is only the second women's War Games match, you know. Um, And, you know, I mean – uh, I think it's only the same. I don't know. It just like uh, 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 it's gonna upset some people, but war game. I hope everybody enjoys war games tonight. To me, going all the way back since the inception of war games, it it might be the most overrated gimmick match. The aspect of like the constant disadvantage uh, in terms of like, oh well, the the heels have the advantage and they've usually got the numbers advantage there. And then like, you can't get a pinfall until everyone's in the ring. Yeah. Until everybody's in the match. So the match doesn't even start until that point when like most of the match has already happened, even though it doesn't count as the match. Um, And then there's just been aspects with like, like, and I feel this way about blood and guts too. Like, which is obviously basically the same thing where like the finish of the last blood and guts match was like, everybody's there like watching like the pinfall and stuff like there's nowhere to go uh just uh, i don't know i kind of was okay with the long period of time that we had without these matches and now we're getting them two of them on a wwe pay-per-view and then AEW will probably do another one in june or july and it's just eh, yeah it's not my thing i will 2019, I, I'm incorrect, it was the first women's war games match, and that was an NXT. And this is the lineup, okay? We had Ripley, Team Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Dakota Kai. And you remember, Dakota Kai got beat up by Tegan Knox before the match, I believe, uh, uh, and never made it. Oh, into- when she was, like, leaving the cage yeah, on the yeah, stage, yeah. right? And yeah, they, yeah. they defeated Team Baz- Baszler, which was Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and uh, 
Kaylee Ray, which, wow, that's a name. This is 2019. Is so that, she's like Alba Fire now or something, I think. Yeah, she definitely has done. Right? Yeah, yeah, she does definitely have the name. But the, the team, this, the, so it's always been an NXT thing when they were doing it just up until last year. But, uh, the, you know, this is the uh, second. When NXT had some actual star power. Yeah, they, but the other one, and this is 2019, had Team Ciampa versus the Undisputed Era. And I remember uh, that when NXT had, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they had the, the 2021 was the Pat McAfee one. You remember that? The uh, yeah. Pat McAfee led the group, uh, only Lorcan. And uh, I can't remember who else it was. Oh, it was, uh, it was a team, the undisputed era versus Pat McAfee's team, Danny Birch, uh, uh, Pete Dunn and only Lorcan versus Adam Cole, Bobby fish, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick strong. You know, uh, yeah, so there, you know, it's, it was an NXT thing and there was one women's one with teen Ripley, which, you know, Rhea Ripley was in NXT back a long time ago. Um, but, uh, this is the second year we're getting the uh, main roster, uh, main eventers. So it's going to, it'll be good. It'll, I'm sure it'll, you know, but you're right. It's a long wait. You know, he really, sometimes you can't even start watching until everyone's in the ring. And sometimes that takes 20 minutes, you know? Uh, seriously yeah you know nothing Um, nothing nothing will happen you know nothing you know nothing can be no pins can happen until everyone's in the ring so it's how they somebody will go for a pin like oh what do you mean i can't pin somebody yet i don't know what's ever happened in any of these or they'll make someone tap Um, out they'll get they'll they'll put someone in a finisher and they'll tap out and then they but they can't win because not everyone's in the ring yet so I think we've seen at that. least we're at a point. I'll get I'll give WWE credit for like the fact that most of their PLEs at this point are like five matches. I'm I'm very happy that that's the case for for mat for nights like this where you've got two matches that are guaranteed to be long. Yeah, just because how long it takes for everybody to get in the ring, uh, to actually start the match. That it's nice that it's not like an eight plus match card. So. Oh yeah, and they and these and I looking at the the past lineups, they all go about forty minutes. So, you know, it takes 20 to get everybody in. So we get another 20 minutes after that with insane moves and stuff. And I think EO, if we get uh, EO, I know EO Sky was in the garbage can in that one where she jumped off the top of the cage inside a garbage can. I can't ever forget that, uh, you know, and it made me think, wow, EO Sky is just insane. So, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get good stuff tonight. But that's about the news and everything. I want to thank for everybody who's in the chat room. We appreciate it. Thank you, Rennie. Thank you, Bob or Mad Dog. You know, um, we got uh, Ralph is in there as well. Tim, of course, we can't do it without you. Jeff, all you guys, uh, and and Dolly Mahanta, which I don't even know who that is. So, uh, but they're in the chat room following along with us. Uh, I can't think of anything else to talk about. Do you want to talk about ESW a little bit before we get out of here? How you know the how the you know you said you know we talked about it a little bit about in the beginning, but we weren't too specific about you know except for the title changing hands in a cage match. Yeah, that was the main event. Uh, Vince Valor. Uh, became the new ESW heavyweight champion in the cage match. And uh, then on Tuesday had to go in for surgery for uh, torn pec and stuff. So wishing him the best on the recovery Uh, from that. uh, He was pretty banged up going into the match. So um, not a huge surprise there, but um, just, uh, yeah, there was a four way match for the tag titles that was just, absolutely insane and really tough to keep up with on play by play um with uh colin and cheech and uh cloudy and ando 
uh, CXR, who's one of the top rising teams in this area, uh, and Edge of Hope, um, also another uh, stable that's uh, working all around New York and, and building a name for themselves. So they had a fantastic match, a good women's three-way. It was just a, it was a solid night, uh, start to finish. And um, yeah, one of those really fun shows that's now on uh, IWTV to watch on demand. Again, the next show will be uh, Frontier Freeze on Friday, January 19th. Um, Alec Price returns to defend his interstate title. Um, and yeah, got some, uh, some graphics to do on that this weekend. Um, yeah, that's really, it's really the extent of that, I guess. So, um, I've been doing some work as well with, uh, another fed that's, uh, popping up in, in Jersey next month, um, that Johnny Cashmere is starting. Um, so it's been fun kind of working with, uh, his crew for the first time in many years. Um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff going out there on the uh, on the indies these days. So very cool. Hope everybody. My first time calling a match of uh, of Shane Stetson, which is uh, probably the oldest I've felt in the <laughs> wrestling world in any way. Just thinking about the first show I ever went to, August two thousand, Yuki Club NMW, with the main event of Chip versus uh, Doink the Clown, and uh, sitting in the front row, and now calling one of his son's matches um yeah i feel old but uh, that was a good time so well we've only been doing the show for 25 years so you know it's like uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so um yeah i see that question yeah esw it's uh at this point it's pretty much the i i hate to say it this way but the the big shows are at riverworks um and the other shows which sometimes end up being even better wrestling wise are at the frontier fire hall in Niagara falls, New York, uh, which, Oh boy, that uh, what an interesting week for, for that city. Um, Oh yeah. What the heck going to be, hopefully it's a, uh, I don't know. That's, that's awful what happened and hopefully probably going to not cross at that exact bridge this week, but yeah. So, Oh, definitely. The Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, that was a kind of crazy story. I mean, it was like, we had so much stuff going on this week. We also had Thanksgiving. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, I saw Mad Dog's comment about cold turkey sandwiches. I Turkey's the most overrated meat <laughs> out there. So um, Thanksgiving's always been my least favorite holiday for that specific reason. But okay. There are other options you can have on. There's ham. Too. Some people do ham, you know. Some yep. people you do. You it's know. a good choice. Yeah, I mashed good potatoes choice. always work well with anything. So you know that. I don't know about stuffing though, but. Uh, or well, you could be happy. You could be thankful to put ketchup on your hot dog. As we circle back to the start of the there show. There we go. There we go. Why don't we get out of here on that note? Uh, uh, you guys have a great wrestling week. We're going to get out of here. We'll be. You know, we'll have plenty to talk about with Survivor Series results as well as what's going on with uh, AEW Dynamite this week. Of course, you know, like I said, you can you get wrestling on. Uh, you can watch it on Peacock tonight, or you can watch it on uh, the Superstation, right? TBS. No, no, no. Is it on T? Yeah. TN TNT. TNT, sorry. TNT. That's uh that would be from seven to uh to ten o'clock tonight. Yep. You you get uh and uh, you know, you get a you know, a solid show. I'm guessing Collision's always a great show. And they're putting it up head to head with uh like I said, with WWE's uh premium live event there of Survivor Series tonight. Um 
we will uh, we'll have plenty to talk about next week. So we'll let you go. <laughs> oh, Mad Dog doesn't like that thing about turkey. Turkey's okay. I mean, it, it could be it's worse. Boring. You know, as long as, long as it's not it's dry. All, like, I, I'm saying this as a joke. Yes. As a joke. <laughs> but you could almost put ketchup on it to Uh-oh. like give it some kind oh, of not, not dry. You, now you've gone too Lack far. of flavor. <laughs> I would never do that. But maybe somebody out there does. Yeah, who knows? So. You know, uh, Hopefully you, uh, you guys went out and bought all your favorite wrestling fan stuff on Black Friday. I'm sure there was some great deals out there. Um, trying to wrap up the week there. But we're going to get out of here. We'll see you next week and talk about all sorts of stuff. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being in the chat room. We will see you, same bat time, same bat channel. Whew.